0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the bean for Tuesday. First, with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday um, and Christchurch's uh, plan for housing intensification, especially around sort of shopping centre areas. Um, Dickens said a bit of feedback on that yesterday. Uh, the Auckland bus situation has become completely untenable, so it's a bit of a problem if you don't have any other way to get around Auckland. Uh, Kate Hawkesby uh, rejects social media yet again, and uh, donuts on a plane—not quite as scary as snakes on a plane, or is it? But before any of that, uh, the the cyclone cleanup hopefully is well and truly underway, or is it? I seem to be saying, or is it a lot?
1: Hard, I mean, pick a natural disaster: flood, landslide, landslip—you um, name it. A flood by rain, flood by river. Who takes charge? Is it utterly dependent on you making those decisions and trying to do what's right for you? There are some incredible people out there. I mean, I checked in on a lovely guy I met who roared me into a fundraiser only two weeks ago on the back of a motorbike. And I I checked in with all the people I met that night. And... Last week he spent pulling people out of their Dartmoor houses to safety, Wednesday rebuilding drowned generators, pumps and chainsaws, Thursday to Monday with the help of some generous people in the team at Helitrans, my brother and I put a helicopter in the air servicing all the isolated people in rural communities from Rissington to Tutera, delivered tonnes of food, generators, fuel, essentials, farm supplies and people to keep things going. Coming down off the high now, so a wet weekend, good for all involved to recharge their batteries. So, without a, a Greg in your community, do you just have to hope and pray there's a Greg and a Dave Letelli and a, you know organised person in every
0: community? Um, I hope people don't look to me. I'm no use at all with anything. I'm certainly not organising things. I hate organising things. Although, if people get my name wrong and they don't call me Glenn, they will invariably call me Greg. Like, that is the go-to. If, if they're not quite sure... It's Greg every single time. So maybe I seem like an organised person, but please, let me assure you, I am not. Now, uh, they're wanting to intensify the housing in Christchurch, apparently. It's just not intense enough. Uh, Tall tall buildings close to shopping centres, and then less tall the further away you get from them. I think that's the gist of it, is it? There's a lot of um, houses with sections and sheds and whatever else. Hmm. All
2: around the country. Yep. Like my place, for example, I've got three bedrooms. It's an older house, brick house. Three bedrooms, um, two toilets, one bathroom, one office. Um, hundred and forty meters. Ha- Section seven hundred and six has got either three car garaging or, as in my case, it's one car and, and a, a decent sized workshop. And you know. It's available for four hundred ninety-two grand. Where's this? In Gore. In Gore. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Five minutes from five minutes drive from everywhere, and um, a ten minute walk to the sh- to the beautiful CBD. Great. Oh, okay. It's all there. I know. Are there jobs in Gore? Of course there are <clears clears> There <throat> jobs. Okay. Absolutely. I know, and that's always been the case, and it's always been people's choice to do that. And if they want to go into Gore, well, then they don't have the problems. But if they have a job that's already exists in Auckland, they have friends of whānau in Auckland, they have a whole life based in Auckland or Wellington or anywhere else where we have urban okay. agglomerations, well, they don't want to go to Gore, so you can't tell okay. them to go to Gore.
0: All right. Yeah, it's tricky. I can definitely make these podcasts in Gore. That is true. He's got a point there. There's no reason why I can't. I presume they have the internet in Gore. Actually, do they have, can I get Gigabyte Connection in Gore? I'm seriously asking, yeah? But anyway, either way, it might just take a little bit longer, but I can definitely make these podcasts. Unfortunately, that's only part of my job. There is another part of my job where I have to try and get Mike Hosking to stop talking so we can play the news. And I don't know if I can do that from Gore. I don't know why I can't, but at the moment I don't think I can. I think he can be in Gore, but I still have to be here. The buttons seem to be here. Can we move the buttons to Gore? We'll have to look into it. Hey, um, the bus situation in Auckland, I don't understand what's happening. If you don't have enough drivers to drive the buses, why tell people that the buses are coming when they aren't? That's the bit I don't get. It is a
3: month to the day, by the way, incidentally that Elton John was playing in Auckland. And do you remember what happened there? Oh, yes. Auckland Transport asked people not to go on the public transport on the way to the concert because they'd cut the train services. They wanted people to drive. Now, I get the feeling that Auckland Transport has actually lost sight of its actual job here, which is to get people from A to B so that they can live their lives, either learn or earn. It's very tempting to suspect these guys at Auckland Transport have got themselves distracted with trying to do some good. They've been so busy trying to save the planet from emissions and find nice new streets to clog with planter boxes so we get out of our cars, that they've actually deliberately, well, not deliberately, but they've dropped the ball on their core job. And that's why it's not funny anymore, because the rest of us are still trying to do our core jobs. We still have jobs, and we have to be there to earn a crust, and Auckland Transport is now getting in the way of that.
0: What's the traffic situation in Gore? I've got, it's, it occurs to me I don't know very much about Gore. That's what, this, that's what we're learning from this podcast I don't know if there's a rush hour I don't know if you need to take a bus I don't know can I can I get four to four, four gig of internet connected to my house please let me know um at least, I feel like there might be less social media angst down there. The
4: perpetually bored and the idle with too much time on their hands have weighed in or shared their views on someone they hate and then spread that to some more people who jump on in and a few more. And before you know it, there's a petition that this person should be cancelled. Now, cancel culture is pretty much all social media does these days. Unless you're an influencer monetizing yourself, then the bulk of it's just whining. Misery loves company, doesn't it? It's free and easy and it often gets results. Just ask Roll Dahl's family. The virtual pylon means all those who threw stones from the comfort of their lazy boy can go away maybe feeling better about themselves, even though they may be contributing absolutely nothing other than just bitter commentary. And even though a creative putting content out in the world may be actually canned because of it. I mean, God forbid we have a diverse range of opinions or views, or that anyone dare not participate in the group think of social and now sadly mainstream media. And by the way, social media only started making it into mainstream media when newsrooms got lazy, basically. And instead of looking to break stories for themselves, they decided just easier to read Twitter or Facebook instead and just report on what trolls might be saying there. So I regard this as a win for Clarkson. A third series is already underway. So a win for Amazon too, I guess, and a win for the audience. And it's a win for those of us who know that just trying to cancel people a cop-out
0: I don't understand why people want to spend their time doing something negative you get that but this seems to be that you know like the, the whole social media pylon is like why why to quote a favorite uh, podcast of mine uh, you yeah dude why tear things down when you can build things up. It's, that's why. I, I just don't. It just seems like a waste of time and energy. I just don't understand. I don't understand people. I mean, I'm 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 only. what am I? 49 or something? Give me another 49, 50 years, maybe I'll get the hang of it. Meanwhile, bring on the donuts, I say.
2: Another thing I'm just thinking too, just quickly. What's with the donuts and airports? How come everyone that gets on a plane buys donuts? So many times, always. Big tray. Is, is that because? Never quite worked it out. A lot of times I'm in Invercargill Airport, there's people coming off the plane with trains of, uh, trays of donuts. Has that become a thing? Is that a social media thing? Or has that become the new form of love? Giving donuts. Never really understood it. Because you can't put them in the, I mean, you got to take them in the carry-on. What do they do with them on the plane? Do they put them in the overhead locker? or do they hold them? Do they cradle them? So when do they become a thing? What's that about? When do they become synonymous with airports? I suppose it's one of those foods that people love that doesn't give off an odour. Because you couldn't really bring KFC or McDonald's because it's sort of what... Um, I don't know, I'm just thinking aloud here anyway. Okay,
0: so this is obviously one of those situations where Marcus is just completely and utterly wrong. And also... Because people do take KFC on planes. If you've ever been on a plane uh, to the islands, you'll know that they take it. That's definitely a thing. Um, and secondly... Uh, Donuts definitely have a smell. We all know that. The smell of donuts is amazing. So I don't know what's going on there. And thirdly, uh, isn't it just because there are donut shops and airports? And some of the places, like I'm suggesting, I don't know what the Krispy Kreme situation or the Dunkin' Donuts situation is in in Invercargill. Again, I'm sorry about my ignorance of some of our... um, southern metropolitan areas like Invercargill and Gore. But I, I, I suspect that perhaps there, there isn't a Dunkin' Donuts or a Krispy Kreme. And people are availing themselves of, of those items and other places where you can get them and either taking them back to have later for themselves or taking them to other people they care about down there and sharing the donut they love. The Homer Simpson style so yeah but basically what I'm asking for from you Southlanders is what's the internet situation down there, what's the donut situation down there what's the bus situation, I don't know anything about what's going on down there let me know, I'm Glen ZB but not on social media because we're not doing that anymore I'm Glen ZB uh, that has been News Talk ZB. I'll see you back here again tomorrow, thanks for tuning in Southland by the way
2: This week on The Parenting Hangover, we have a very special guest, Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame of the podcast, How Other Dads. Dad is our guest on the podcast. He's like a dad that I definitely idolize. I'm really excited for this.
0: Here I am freaking out about what we're going to talk about. And then we both just agreed like a minute before it started, just bantered to him like he's a regular dad. And that's what we did. And he's just a legendary dad. So I'm
4: I'm stoked for you guys to hear this one.
0: The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every
2: Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.